Welcome to the Love Never Fails podcast. My name is Jeremy Squires of St. Peter Baptist Ministries Aurora, and I'm glad you decided to join me on this episode. Today we'll be talking about a requirement that God has for all believers, and that is to show mercy. So please enjoy this episode entitled, Mercy, the Requirement of Every Believer. Mercy, the requirement of every believer. As we look through the word of God, there are many statutes and many things in the word of God that we should keep be keeping on a regular basis. But one thing that sticks out to me that God said he required from believers, and that is to show mercy. And so today we'll be looking at Micah chapter 6, and we'll see when God says it plainly, that what is required of a man is to do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly before him. As we look at the book of Micah, Micah was a book where Micah was calling the people of God to repentance because they had begun to serve idols and forgot about the living God. So in Micah chapter 6, God brings his case before the people of God, asking asking them where he did them wrong. What did he do bad by them that they had forgotten him and what he had required of them? And they had begun, he said, and he lets them know that he wasn't, he didn't want sacrifices. He didn't want religious obligations, but he wanted them to do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly before God. So let's take a look at Micah chapter 6, when he begins to call the people to repentance. And it reads, Hear ye now what the Lord said, Arise, contend thou before the mountains, and let the hills hear thy voice. Hear ye, O mountains, the Lord's controversy, and ye strong foundations of the earth, for the Lord hath a controversy with his people, and he will plead with Israel. O my people, what have I done unto thee? And wherein have I wearied thee? Testify against me. For I brought thee up out of the land of Egypt, and redeemed thee out of the house of servants. And I sent before thee Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. O my people, remember now what Balak king of Moab consulted, and what Balaam the son of Beor answered him from Shittim unto Gilgal, that ye may know the righteousness of the Lord. Wherewith shall I come before the Lord, and by myself before the high God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, or with ten thousand of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He hath shown thee, O man, what is good, and what doeth the Lord require of thee, but to do good, to do justly, I'm sorry, love mercy, and walk humbly with thy God. Again, verse 8, he hath showed thee, O man, what is good, and what doeth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly before our God. Now, the beautiful thing about this text is that it shows me that God is always concerned about how we deal with our fellow man. That one thing God is requiring us is to love him and to love others. We can never get around people. We can try to say we're going to be, you know, 
recluses and get by ourselves. We can say we don't want to deal with people. We can say we don't want to make ourselves vulnerable to people. So we'll try to limit our interactions or limit ourselves to be around, on, be around only people that we like, or only people that we, be, we feel comfortable with. You know, and we only do right by those that we want to do right by or who do right by us. But God is letting us know that we cannot shake off our fellow man, that we're required to deal with our fellow man in a proper, just, loving and merciful way. And there is no way around it. We have to deal with people and we have to deal with people the way God has dealt with us. Look, in this text, the people were, he, he was letting the people know, I don't want your religious obligations. I want you to treat your fellow man right. This is huge for us as believers in Christ. Because sometimes we'll keep our religious obligations. We'll read our Bible. We'll pray. You know, we'll attend church. We'll do great things that we're not speaking against of. But we may not treat our fellow man right. We may not be forgiving and loving our brothers and our sisters, our mothers and our fathers. We may not be merciful. We may not be kind to one another. We may not be walking out the, the statutes required when it comes to our human interaction. But God is letting us know here in this text, you have shown you and you know above your re religious obligations. I've shown you above your religious, um, your the things that you do on a regular basis, that the one thing I require from you is to do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly before thy God. Listen, mercy is tough. Because sometimes we stand in a place where we are able to, you know, really legally and, you know, naturally able to drop the hammer on someone. We're able to execute judgment upon someone. We're able to cut someone off because of what they've done. So we have a, you know, a legal right or a natural right to do that because people have acted unjustly toward us. But God then shows us his mercy toward us. And the same record that you have towards someone else about their disobedience, about them breaking a rule, about them doing you wrong and mistreating you, God has that same record from your human condition. And he sent our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And if you accepted him, he's looked past your wrong. He's looked past the things that you did wrong and he's accepted you. He's forgiven your sins and accepted you into the beloved. And so when we stand at a place where we can condemn, where we can judge, where we can justly, according to the law, or according to the, to the laws of, uh, um, of just moral expectations, I could cut you off. I could execute judgment. I could punish. I have to remember that God also could at any time, but he sent Jesus. God is so great, he commended his love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So he didn't wait for us to do right, but he looked at the fall. He looked at the sin, looked at the fallen nature of man from the beginning, and he sent a savior. And so we gotta make sure that we're not so quick to execute judgment on others and forgetting that God has been so gracious to us. Um, to show mercy really means to be kind, to show piety, to show sympathy in a moment. 
because many times we don't like to show sympathy because we know people knew better. We knew they knew better than to do us like that. We know people have been responsible with our gifts, our talents, our love, our grace, and our mercy. And that's going to happen in this life. People will be irresponsible with the love that you show toward them. But you can't be irresponsible with God's love. God's love requires you to show mercy even when you don't have to. And so you have to ask the question, what will you do when you have the upper hand? So that's what mercy is all about. When I have the upper hand, when I can expose someone that exposed me, when I can embarrass someone that embarrassed me, when I can hurt someone that hurt me, when I can shame someone that shamed me, when I can punish someone that did me harm, what do I do? Do I stand in the seat and execute judgment? Do I bring them before my judgment seat and condemn them? Or do I remember the grace of God? Do I remember the mercy of God? Do I remember the love of God? Do I remember that what is required of me more than all my praise, more than all my worship, more than all my preaching, more than all my teaching, more than all my evangelism, more than all my giving, that I remember most that I must do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly before our God. And if I walk humbly before my God, that is speaking of understanding my position with him. Understanding that God has graced me, that God loves me, that God has blessed me, that I don't deserve anything that I have. And if I walk humbly before God, I'm always reminded of his sacrifice for me. Look, and now we're required not only just to show mercy, but we're supposed to show mercy with cheerfulness. Romans 12 and 8 says this. It says, it's talking about the gifts, and it says, Or he that exhorted on exhortation, and he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity, and he that ruleth with diligence, and he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. I'm not to show him mercy with an attitude. Okay, yeah, I'm going to let it go now. I'm going to let it go this time. No, this is not showing mercy. Showing mercy is letting me go and say, I love you. I forgive you. It's okay and clearing the person's slate. It's forgiving them. It's forgiving them and moving forward. And because that's what God does for us. Every day he looks past our faults and sees our need for grace, sees our need for mercy, sees our needs for peace and power. And he gives it upon us daily, breathing on us. And so we got to remember that is a requirement as believers. For us to do justly, love mercy. And when we don't love mercy, we can be ju- judging ourselves. Because Romans 2 talks about people that are that are judging others, but they're doing the same. And Romans verse 2, chapter 2, verse 1 says this. Therefore thou art excusable, O man, whosoever thou art that judges, for wherein thou judges another, thou condemnest thyself, for thou doest judges the same thing. So you're doing the same thing that you're judging someone out about. You know, you're falling out with somebody. You're cutting somebody off for doing you wrong. But you have done the same thing. And sometimes we're guilty at, this, we're guilty at the moments of doing the same thing to someone else. So we got to remember that God is required us to show mercy. So I want you to examine yourself as I examine mine. And I want you to look forward from this day forward and see if there's opportunity to show mercy that you're missed. Whether it be with a husband or a wife, a child, a brother, a friend, a co-worker, whoever it may be, remember the requirement to do justly, 
love mercy and walk humbly before our God. Look, I want to thank you for joining me on the Love Never Fails podcast. I pray today something I've said has pricked your heart as it pricked mine, and we'll and you'll grow closer to the Lord, repenting and turning from righteous, from anything that's not like God, and walking in the newness of life. I love you. Go show mercy today. God bless you. If you listen to this podcast today and you don't know the Lord Jesus and the pardon of your sins and you want to be saved, just pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, I confess my sins and ask for your forgiveness. Please come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps daily by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for saving me and answering my prayer. If you pray that prayer, you're saved, and I encourage you to reach out to me at loveneverfails.run and find yourself a local body of believers that can help you and disciple you in righteousness. Have a good day. If you or someone you love are having a mental health crisis, please call one 800 273 8255 immediately.